Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tahir. Jirgelecter. Sakula Ijaya. Food. Welcome to the Slow Food Youth Network Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sfin Podcast. My name is Valentina Gritti. I'm the podcast host and the Sfin Global Community and Project Manager. First of all, I would like to announce that we have just opened the pre-orders of the Disco Soup Cookbook, a collection of about 100 recipes with leftover foods and preservation methods from all over the world. You can get your copy on Indiegogo by searching for Disco Soup. I will also add the link to the podcast description. Today, we will listen to another very inspiring food talk, the one of Alice Waters. Alice Waters is the Vice President of Slow Food International. She's a chef and author, activist for food education and owner of the restaurant Shepanis in Berkeley, California. In 1996, she created the Edible Schoolyard Project, which in over 20 years has contributed to the spread of urban gardening and the value of a healthier food culture among next generations. According to Alice Waters, schools have an enormous potential when it comes to changing the future of the food system. They can choose to create direct relationships with local farmers, commit to buying their products at a fair price for the producers, taking into account the true cost of delivering it from farm to fork and the hard work of the producers themselves. This idea, school-supported agriculture, has the power to boost a radical change and it's a realistic project. Today, schools in the United States are among the largest buyers of fast food. What would happen if the same amount of money was spent on supporting good, clean and fair agriculture? We're talking about enormous numbers of people and enormous buying power, considering every layer of the school system, from kindergartens to universities. But now let's listen to Alice Waters. Hello, I'm Alice Waters and I'm the owner of Chez Panis Restaurant and I'm the Vice President of Slope Food International. I'm speaking today from my garden here in Berkeley, California. And I would like to talk to you about an idea called school-supported agriculture. It's not unlike community-supported agriculture. And in that the school decides to have a relationship with a farmer or a rancher and commits to buying that food always at a very good price. Not at a wholesale price, but that at the real price that it costs to grow that food, to raise those animals. And particularly a price that reflects the care for the farm workers. And I know this can be done because I've been doing it at Chippenies for almost 50 years. I was looking for taste at the beginning and I ended up at the doorsteps of the local organic farmers and ranchers and the sustainable fishers. And I built a relationship with them. 
and they could count on me buying all that they had during that season. And we ended up finding a farmer who was farming regeneratively, so he was pulling down the carbon from up there and putting it down into the ground where it belongs, and in that way addressing climate change. He taught us so much about the growing the food and the health of the soil is where all the nutrition is. So, of course, we want this food for our students. We want that for all of us. Right now, most schools are the biggest buyers of fast food. What if they took that same amount of money at the schools and really supported slow food? And we're talking about a lot of people and a lot of money that is being spent not only in the kindergarten through high school, but at the university level as well. Huge amount of buying power. We have that possibility, particularly at the university level in the state of California, because we have a land-grant university, and every campus has a huge parcel of land. And they could not only teach regenerative to farmers and give certificates for that, you know, graduates in regenerative farming, like they do at Santa Cruz campus, or they could be really studying the health that can be gained from regenerative food, like they're doing at UCSF in San Francisco and Irvine campus, and what they're doing up at Davis. Davis has asked me to start an edible education institute, and I'm hoping that in doing that, that we can help sort of find a path for the kindergarten through high school. Those grades don't have any money. The elementary schools, the middle schools, the high schools don't have the money to do this kind of research and pathfinding. But I believe that the University of California with its amazing history of supporting the economy of California could teach these values of stewardship and nourishment and community and diversity to every student through the purchasing of food from the people who take care of the land for the future. Now, just like Shapenese does, it could take all the scraps and the food back to the local farms and ranches. It's so amazing how much food is wasted and how much we could save by bringing it back to the land and really regenerating 
our lives. This is a message that of working together. This is taking all the people that have been working on these issues for 50 years, like Chez Panisse, the certified organic growers, the, the preservation of the environment, the Sierra Clubs, the NRDC, all of these organizations globally have been working to prevent a disaster like we're seeing happening around the world today because of climate. And we could all be connecting with the school system and really helping to teach the next generation all that we have discovered in these many years of advocating and of being connected to this incredible Slow Food International Network. It's inspired me for many, many, many years. It's where our strength is. But if we use that school system, we will be taking the values of good, clean, and fair and bringing them right through the cafeteria door of every school on this planet. We can do this. We could do this. And I am extremely hopeful. I know that we need to be the change we want to make in the world. I've always called it a delicious revolution because this is not difficult to do. It's so beautiful to look around in my garden right now to see my big red wood tree, enormous red, a very small uh, herb garden back there, some lettuces over there, and a huge quince tree that made us some beautiful quince jam just recently. So thank you so much for being part of this and for spreading the word because this is, this is the essence of slow food. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alice, for always being so inspiring. I personally find this project very interesting, feasible and also possible to replicate in other countries outside the US. I remind you that this series of podcasts is organized on the occasion of Terra Madre 2020, the biggest event that the Slow Food Movement organizes every two years. It involves food, communities and activists from all over the world. This edition, due to the global pandemic, will have a big digital part that you can find on terramadesalonedelgusto.com. The link is also in the podcast description. On the website you can also find a video of the food talk of Alice Waters. Finally, if you like our podcast, remember to subscribe to our channel and give us a good rating on iTunes. This will help us a lot to reach out to more people. This is Valentina Gritti and you are listening to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Ciao!